<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. I'm laughing at the fact that uh, my crew is dancing here. They're, we were doing, we're we do doing dance. little DJ yeah. hands. Little chair dance. dance. DJ hands. Yeah. Not the jazz you're, you're, you're. fingers. The more no, the DJ my spirit hands. fingers. My spirit fingers. <laughs> welcome back, guys. Thanks for t- taking your time to come join us for another episode. Uh, we are excited to have you guys back. We were just looking at stats, you guys watching us and stuff. We are extremely grateful for all of the listeners that come every week and spend your valuable time. Listening to us idiots. Yeah, yeah, listen to us. Right? Chat. So we want to try and make that valuable to you guys. So we want to create content that you guys want to hear. So, That's true. Uh, that is true. Today we're going to chat about something that is near and dear to all of us because we've all used it and we all question it. Mm-hmm. Calories. Is it really worth counting the calories? Or, and or is intuitive eating the way to go? Into that sounds way more fun. Or doesn't it? Or yeah. do you just pretend you're counting calories, but you're not at all? Right. And so you can you just, just tell other people. Yeah, I count calories. I don't yeah. understand what the problem is. I count, count them I as count they them. go in. There's not like a limit. <laughs> There's not <laughs> a count. limit. I know them. Isn't it like the the more the more the merrier? <laughs> I mean, briefly, yeah. You know, for, <laughs> the, briefly. for the two out of the twenty four hours of your day that you are eating, yes, it's it's much merriment. So yeah. let's break it down from the beginning. Mike, explain to me what calorie counting is. We're gonna go real simple, and we're gonna work our way up. Tell me well, about a calorie, Michael. Well, Victor and uh, CD. Crepotibus. A calorie is a measurement of heat. Um, And what? Like how how much energy it takes to like boil up water or something like that, or raise the temperature temperature? of water. Is it one degree or is it? I think a cal. I think that is. It's like one calorie per degree or something. I'm gonna look at the definition. We probably should have done this before the podcast started. Raise water a a degree. I think it's a degree. It's gotta be like an amount of water. I don't know that it is. Just water. One pot. One, one <laughs> pot measurement. One the amount of energy in an item of food or drink is measured in calories when we... Uh, la, la, calorie. Oh, crap. That wasn't it. Yes, yeah, so you that interrupted us it. before yeah, you got you to see? the meat of you the see? What is of the a calorie? Thing. Original defined as the amount of heat required at a pressure of one standard atmosphere to raise the temperature of one gram of water, one degree Celsius. One gram of yeah. water. So one very tiny pot. A t- like an itty, <laughs> an itty bitty pot. <laughs> Just I had a feeling a thimble, there was like an, impor- an important measurement yeah. <laughs> of water there. <laughs> it's, having? It's, I'm having a shell. Right. A, a, a calorie is a shell. measurement of heat it takes to raise the temperature of the ocean by one degree. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've eaten big. I've eaten. <laughs> uh, okay, so we totally nailed that definition. Um, so that's what a calorie is. Yeah, so right. I think like if you were to take an item as food and you want to know how many calories were in it, like would you burn this item of food? That's a really good question. I, I want to say that I looked that up one time, and I think like they, they do something that like that. That sounds right. And then it's the offset of the, the gases that they measure, I guess, at that point. All right. So but we're, apparently we're, we're sucking on the definitions of it. So we're, regardless we're of the, the definition. The definition of a calorie is fairly inconsequential. Because That's what I was going to say. Okay, so a sample of food is placed in an insulated oxygen-filled chamber that is surrounded by water. This chamber is called a bomb calorimeter. Ooh, I've cool. heard of that, yes. The sample is burned completely. The heat from the burning increases the temperature of the water, which is measured and which indicates the number of calories in the food. Sounds super scientifical. Uh, not something you need to know or in do, order to reach your you fitness goals. No, and I don't have a bomb calorimeter. Calorimeter. Do you need one? Calorimeter. A bomb calorimeter? I'm going to just make one. I think one. we could just build one. I have an Aaron. I have an yeah. <laughs> Aaron? 
If you're listening, we need a bomb calorimeter, please. <laughs> Have it ready by the time I get home. <laughs> and just burn something not delicious. Save the delicious stuff to eat while we watch the other food burn. Oh, yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. I like it. All right, so basically the, the way things have been set up, it doesn't matter if you know the definition of a calorie. A calorie could be a mythical piece of unicorn poop, um, mm. and you, you don't need to really worry about it. So we we've, we've have the infrastructure set up for counting them and how they apply to our fitness goals for the most part. So it's, it's no, there's no sense in getting into the weeds on what it is unless you just are, are kind of a data nerd like you know, some of us are. Um, but where people tend to fail in terms of counting calories, and there have been studies done on calorie counting and what people think that they're eating, and a lot of people will... Underreport. Yeah, they'll underreport by upwards of like 40%. That doesn't surprise me. No, but, but think about what that means. Let's say it takes you 2,000 calories. Um, that's what you're shooting for right. in order to hit your goal. Um, and you think that you've eating 2,000 calories, but in reality, you've underreported by 40%, which puts you at 2,800 calories. Yeah. Look at the maths wow. on that, huh? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I can divide 2,000 and a half so, and so, 10% away. So if you've accounted your calories at 2,000 because you That's how your brain did that? Yes. You did it half and then took 10 more percent away? Uh-huh, and oh. then added it together. That's how my brain How did, did your it. brain get there? I went with basically 40... Percent is forty hundred of a thousand, and then I doubled it. Yeah, that's what I did too. Uh, <laughs> it's so odd. Okay, sorry, that was a little. We still got there, real yeah, quick. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> so, if your maintenance calories are twenty five hundred calories, right? Yeah. So you've decided to take in two thousand calories because mm -hmm. that's a, a good deficit yeah, to lose eight pounds per deficit, week, yeah. roughly. But you're accidentally eating twenty eight hundred calories, which means you're going three hundred calories over maintenance. Mm -hmm. You're more likely to put on some weight or at the very minimum stay the same and just start to really slowly creep up because 300 calories above if you're working out is not really that bad of a surplus but you're not reaching your fat loss right. goals at that yeah, point not at all. So, so do these um does this generally stem from like a packaged item the calories on a packaged item is that generally pretty accurate those can be off by upwards of 20%. That's allowed. Wait, what? Yeah. Ugh, that's upsetting. Yeah. So I'm going to, when we get a little further into the conversation, I'll break this down and how it, it actually works for, for your overall goals and how you can get past all of this. Okay. But we're, we're digging into the inaccuracies of things. And that doesn't mean that 20% that they are allowed to be. That doesn't mean they will be. So it's kind of going with, with trusted sources. And it takes a little bit of research on your part. And it's very, and by research, I always like, try and quote unquote research because unless you're digging into a full on study or doing a study, you're not actually doing research. Right. Like you're not a researcher. No. And even, in fact, even going into to PubMed and reading just the abstract, you have not done research yeah. at that point. So I, I use the term research loosely. Yeah. So if you, if you hop onto Google and look at some of the, the very convenient breakdowns that people have made with like how many calories and of, of protein and or fat are in your standard cuts of, of meat. Mm -hmm. Like that's a good one to go to because that's you true. are trying to build most of your food around protein. And then you go into the standard calorie breakdowns of what pasta is and bread in general or, or a standard serving of fruit. So notice that I'm highlighting 
whole nutrient-dense food sources right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Because the bulk of your food should be coming from whole nutrient-dense sources. So that the the 20% of discretionary calories you end up trying to take in for the day just to kind of make yourself happy would have less of a negative impact um, regardless of, of kind of how you track it because you're taking it in in, in very a very moderate way at that point. Does that make so, sense? Yeah. I'm just, first of all, the 20% on the other thing is still just ragging me right now, but me too. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm just going to win. Um, okay. So my other question would be, what about like, does this come from like a Sam eating a whole foods and it's meat? Yeah. Right. Do, is it, do, are people weighing their meat? Like, incorrectly or like are they weighing it after they've cooked it rather than before they've cooked well, it that's what I, about to ask you. See, see you know that's that huge that's, that's, that's my huge. biggest question too i never know when to weigh the meat i almost <laughs> weigh it both times when to weigh the meat should well, that be the name of the episode i, I, I was telling you that <laughs> I, I, last episode i was talking about the pork chops that i've been eating right and i when i buy them from kroger they're already cut pretty thin and i can cook them pretty easy well i just bought a big old pack from sam's club and they were not cut so they're i had cut boys. them and yeah, they were mm. huge. So I cut them in half. And then I as and I thought about it because I was cutting them and I was going through the process more. I weighed them when they were raw. raw. And then I was like, wait a minute, should I weigh them cooked? But when I weigh them cooked, they have all the other stuff on them. So that makes them heavy, like the seasoning and, right. and salt and some I was like, and the oil and juice, but some of the juice goes out. So does that even up? Like, <laughs> when do I do this? What is the most accurate? I'm assuming that raw is the most accurate, but doesn't that change yeah, well, too based so on the water it, weight that's in it? I think it depends a lot too because people trust their calorie counting apps too. Correct. So it's like we'll, we'll no one's on really too, thinking yeah. about it. I think they, you know, even if they weigh it, weigh, weigh, weigh it raw, weigh it raw, weigh it raw, weigh it raw, they may not be even using the right entry for that Correct. in their in their counting apps. So. So it's, it's, it almost standard, feels you weigh it raw, right? Yes. If you weigh it raw, that's where most numbers are based off of. Now, I use a 30% add-on if I have weighed the meat um, after it's cooked. Okay. And so the easy way to do that is if you weigh it cooked, you take half of that weight and add it onto the whole weight. So that's a way of adding the third. And that's the same way you would add the, the protein in at that point, too, because you're going to have more protein per weight in something that's cooked Right. Because right. it's smaller at that point yep. than it would have been if okay, you waited Okay, follow-up question, especially about this meat debacle. <laughs> Is there an online source that you would use or something to, like, confirm, right? Like, trust. Yeah, that I could, like, check my app against. I, I don't have a specific one, but they, they're out there. But I've, I've also done this from a long time ago. So if I, I, I know that chicken breast is you know, you're going to get about seven grams of protein per four ounces. Um, I'm sorry, wait, per ounce. That. Yeah. yeah, per ounce. I was yeah. like, and wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I've been and robbed. you're going to get a gram of fat, one to one and a half grams of fat per four ounces. So I know that if I log a pound of chicken breast and it's telling me that I've got 12 grams of fat, I'm like, ah, that's not right. Yeah. You know, right off the I, bat. I think there's like, I can't remember what database it is, but basically it's like the food administration the F, I FDA don't know, I don't know what the hell it no. is. someone has a website that has like the good true you know counts of meat you know raw yeah which I think would be good to check against because like for a long time I was using an entry in my app for like chicken breast and then I, it was totally not right yeah and like significantly enough that you're taking it on a regular basis I am yeah. so curious now I'm gonna pull up in my database that I've the entry that I've been using and you tell me if this one's right or not because, I mean, you've 
you don't actually see the individual entries that I make, right? I can go that deep. I don't usually, yeah. unless there's an issue. I wouldn't. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Don't waste your time. So I use it. It's called, it says grilled chicken. Okay. And So that's for, already cooked. Bear that in mind. This is on, on my fitness pal, or what do you use? My fitness pal. Okay, yeah. heard. And so for, oh, I don't want to change this. I bet you it's the same one I use for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably so wrong. All right. So if I do, I have to, I didn't want to change one of my entries that hit it. So if I do chicken and four ounces of chicken is 100 calories, 22 grams of protein. That's close enough. Oh, uh, really? You're okay. going to actually have a little bit more protein. Than oh, actually, that's grilled chicken, right? Yeah. Yeah, it should be a little bit higher protein-wise. Really? Oh. Yeah. And, but it's two <laughs> grams of fat. What, what, what did you have? How many ounces of chicken? That's a little, just a tiny bit high in fat, but that's fine. Oh, wow. How many ounces of chicken did you have? Four. And it was how many calories? A hundred. I don't think that's right. Think think about four four grams of grilled chicken. I think would have been six grams raw. So six times oh, so that is it's wrong. That is off. I think like a three and a half. That should have been closer to thirty to thirty two to thirty six grams of protein, and, and the you should have been about two to two and a half grams Wait, of for fat. four ounces of chicken of I, grilled chicken of grilled chicken. Yeah. I think so. I think it's I think it's higher than that. It is higher than that. You should be closer like to a, the 130, 140 calorie it mark. Might even be closer to like one seventy. One hundred seventy calories for four. G- no, I because mean, if, if not, you're let's let's call it thirty five grams of protein, you're looking at oh shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it's higher. Yeah. yeah. I think so. so. So it's like double what I've been using. So that's the entry not, that not I was double, using. Yeah. I think that's the exact same entry that I was using. Actually, yeah. It it's, about the ver- <laughs> it's, the, it's the verified so one by my the... fitness pal, but it is not right. You're looking at about 140 calories just from protein alone and then the 18 calories from fat. So you're looking at 169-ish. And there's no carbs in chicken. Yeah. So see? See what I mean? That's so the those, exact so, problem. So now but, you're... On the sorry, sorry. Go ahead. What you say? Right, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. It's not a huge deal because it's chicken and you're getting your protein and it's not a significant calorie difference, but it is a calorie difference. It is. And what I was gonna say is we've said before, or you've said before, because it's mainly protein in the that's chicken a higher breast, thermic effect of food. Do those calories even matter? They matter depending on what else you take in for the day this is why calorie counting is so ridiculous for people and this is why people get so frustrated correct but have you made significant progress constantly throughout your journey yes yeah so now why do you think you've been able to do that even though you're off on your calories i've starved myself michael i don't (laughs) eat (laughs) (laughs) so this is what it kind of breaks down to and and the overarching premise that i want people to kind of take away is that it really comes down to your consistency and tracking. If you are consistently tracking mm-hmm. off, but you're tracking the, the progress, and if you're tracking and actually taking in higher calories than you need, and finally your progress sort of stymies, but you still stay consistent with what you're eating and tracking, and then we shave calories off, you know, by me dropping you to 1,800, you may have still been at 2,200, but that's what we needed you at to continue your progress. So it's more about consistency of tracking than pure accuracy of tracking. I think that's a good point because being purely accurate, it's going to be hard. It's very hard. And honestly, it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Unless you are just, you've done the research on the, the foods and you're only eating those whole nutrient-dense sources yeah. of food. Because so you got to think about, like, look, you go out and you eat out, good luck guessing those calories. Yeah. That's tough. I do try to guess. I know, we all Guessing do. is fine, yeah. but you have to just be okay with guessing. Yeah. And if you have built most of your day up around lean protein and, and fruits and veggies, 
and kept calories lower on the front half of the day. And then you just sort of go out and still try and be good, but we have a friend count? visiting right now. I was not trying to be good yesterday. Nor should so you. I, my, my Nor should you also friends was, visiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we went to Ordinary Pub. Mm. Have you ever been to Ordinary mm-hmm. Pub? I have mm-hmm. been to Ordinary Pub. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you get the donut pork yes. belly sandwich? Yes. Bro. That's what we started with. Um, <laughs> yes. Aurora ate one. She loved nice. it. Did yeah. she? Because they're Baker's Pride Donuts. Oh, yep. sold her yeah. on the Baker's Pride. But so she, that's, she wasn't even hungry. We fed them before we went there so that we could go there because mm-hmm. there wasn't really anything they would eat there. Mm-hmm. So we fed them. And then we went there and they just played on their tablets so we could actually eat there. Um, but no, I got the bison, the, the like chicken fried bison. Oh, what? Okay. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yo, it has mashed potatoes and mm. Brussels. I fried roasted Brussels sprouts. I'm not sure which they were. I don't remember. But tossed in Thai chili. Nice. It was so good. I love a Brussels sprout. I do too. Me too. Huge, huge fan. So calories on a Brussels sprout. What is that? Yeah. Well, how does that? How would the counting? Well, did you steam veggies? it and eat it? Because then it's not so bad. <laughs> did you toss it in a bunch of oil and fry it? Because then it's pretty bad. And some Thai chili. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, if I really wanted to take the time to do that, and honestly, it wouldn't take that much time. I kind of tend to break it down into the bigger ingredients. Like, I would pop bison in there or chicken fried bison or do a chicken fried steak because that would be close enough bison would be a little bit leaner but i tend to overshoot with my calorie counting as opposed to undershoot so i do a chicken fried uh steak of roughly the same size an ounce which you've gotten accustomed to you do have to guess um i would put in just pure brussels sprouts but then i would look up thai chili sauce I mean, they may even have Thai chili sauce mm-hmm. in there, and then I would go with what I think that is. And most of those sauces are probably going to be a good 200-calorie hit. Speaking just of on sauces, top of that, that is something that I think people fail to report a lot of. I agree. Of. I agree. I think they will go out. I mean, I've had women come into the bar, and they'll get a salad, a chicken salad. With, with double extra. They'll get four things oh of God. dressing, like yeah. honey mustard. And I'm like, well, you should have just had a pizza at Correct. this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've started finally just pouring my dressing on there, but I use one, which is like the two yeah. tablespoons serving of it, and that's dipping, more than enough. Dipping into my dressing, like just getting a little bit of yeah. dressing on every bite, is the hack there for yeah, sure. It, that's it what is. you were saying. We've said that before. That's what you did. I, you li- I, I usually now. would just dip my fork first. Mike would first come into the, the bar go, and he would uh-huh. get this, like we call it, the bear salad. <laughs> it, it's he would get a spinach. He would sub just spinach, and he would get like double chicken on there, and then he would use. I mean, I, we give them a two ounce, so they get four ounces of dressing. We would give him two ounces of dressing, and he would give back 1.8 <laughs> ounces of dressing. I was like, Michael, <laughs> what is this? What are you doing here? That's how I'd go out and drink and be lean. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Those calories went to beer. That's what correct. happened there. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's my mindset generally. I will either, I either eat or I drink. And that doesn't mean you don't do both together, but the majority of the calories are going to come from one or the other. And it also depends on where you're trying to sit at, like in terms of overall body fat. We talked about that before. Correct. Your body fat percentage is way lower than like mine is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually, I've, I'm, I've just went, I put myself back into a deficit because I was like, eh, I want to try and yeah. I've gained, I know I've gained a little bit here because I've been eating quote unquote intuitively and I'm still not amazing at it. Yeah. And I've been like, ah, oh, I'm at maintenance down. Let me eat this. Oh, I'm at maintenance down. Let me eat this. And then I went, <laughs> I've been overeating this because I think I'm at maintenance. Now. Right. So I'm, I put myself back at a deficit right now, but yeah, I'm still eating at the deficit, but I'm not trying to get my body fat percentage into the single digits. Like I'm not trying. That would not be a that you're at hard the, life. I don't know how I couldn't do it. Because you said you're about what? About fifteen, ten? Something no. Like that? Uh, some probably closer to twelve. 
12? Not 10 yet, but okay. I'll yeah, get but, back. But I'll get back like there probably within that, the next month yeah. or two. And so keeping even that body fat, it requires you to do things like it you know, does. much more stringent things than, than that. So it depends where your, your level of fat and happy. Currently, I consider myself fat and happy, and I'm yeah. way thinner than I was before. Right. Mm-hmm. But I still consider myself, quote unquote, fat and happy. And it's, it's the happy portion and the mindset that drives everything. Because if you're not happy with your body now, you're not going to be happy when you're a single digit body fat percentage. Like there's yeah, always going to be something that has to change at that point. And, it, it, and it's kind of a psychological quote unquote fact. Um, but again, that's why we've talked about it on, on previous episode where even bodybuilders have a hard time getting out of that very, very lean stage. Yeah. It's, I it's can't a, imagine if I had gotten fuck. to myself like props to bodybuilders because they do this bulk and lean and bulk and lean thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I had ever gotten myself to that low of a body fat percentage, yeah, that would be a real big it's mental hard to, to come try back to get from. out of yeah. that. So it's, it's taken a real deep sit with yourself at the beginning of your journey and finding the positive things in your life and, you know, really making yourself okay with that. Like, oh, you know, I would like to change this, but I like who I am. So let's, let's start the process now. Let's start with better body image. And as you, you may have to fake it till you make it on the front end of that journey, but continuing to, to affirm that over the course of your, your process and your transformation will make it more, you know, more, more, uh, it'll kind of more give you a better guarantee that at the point where you are in a healthy range and, and what society would really look at as, as beautiful as a whole, yeah. you'll already be in the mindset to see yourself in that realm. And it doesn't mean you have to have, abs for for guys or perfect glutes and shaped legs for female at that point like you're gonna have you may have those you know that may be where you end up but if you're not happy prior to reaching that point you will never be happy yeah and i just kind of wanted to bring that up in terms of like because we're talking about the things that you do and like the way that you eat sometimes and some people again the same thing that i felt before I started this whole process is I'm not going to be that guy. Like that's crazy. Right. But you can still take pieces of that to learn how to get yourself to a point that you are happy with where you're at and who you are. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be jacked up and stacked and just, just monster of a human being. If that's who you become because you get really into it. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Set your, set your goals for you. Right. Like it doesn't have to be, I feel like social media really puts a lot of pressure on people to think that, like, that is what you have 100%. to be. 100%. Who, who doesn't like, want to look like a Marvel character or like, a sure. supermodel? Even those guys. But those guys like don't themselves. look like that no. most of the time. Ever <laughs> beyond that. Have you talked to, I've not talked to, have you ever seen any of the interviews by some of those guys? Oh, they yeah. They hate it. They were, I was allowed to interview with, uh, I don't remember which one. It was one of the uh, Marvel guys. And they, they said after the role, they're like, yeah, you were in great shape. They're like, and he's like, yeah, I was doing this regimen. He talked about it. And they're like, so did you keep that? At, like, oh, it was Jake. No, it wasn't for, it was Jake Gyllenhaal for something. Oh, for the boxing one. South was it the boxing well, one? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. It was for the boxing one. They were <laughs> yeah. like, oh, so did you keep that regiment then for boxing after you were done? He's like, so, or was it like the day of shooting? Like that was, as soon as it wrapped, like you were done. He's like, literally the day after I went and ate. And he goes, I've never done it since. <laughs> and I was like. What? Yeah. But that's the image that's on the screen forever that people see, and they think that's what that guy looks like yep. all the time. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now even you know Brad Pitt, everybody wanted his physique from Fight Club. You look at him in between, and he gained a significant amount of weight. Because it's ridiculous to be. It's hard but you, work. You put in that much work. Look. Yeah. But and that's the I thing, thought. though. Those guys are you know they're millionaires and they're relatively happy at the very least, so they don't yeah. really have to do that in between. 
And even I've, I've been on set with Chris Evans and having his physique from Captain America to mm -hmm. where he is at now, like to lose that much muscle mass, like, no, he's not working out the same way. You know, it just it doesn't really pay off for his career. At I that wonder point. if like, this is so random, but if actors like, the movie that they're in pays for their coach yeah. and their nutrition and all that shit. So after that movie wraps, like now they don't have that coach and that nutrition and all that shit. Like it's almost like forced upon them for the role. And then it's right. You know? I mean, they could still afford to do that. Sure, they could. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, absolutely. But they also just choose not to at yeah, that point. It, it they is, went so hard. They have to yeah. go so hard for so then there's long. Other people that. That that's part of their image, like the rock. Like and he sure. continually holds it, but that's part of who he Correct. is and yeah. everything. He's mm -hmm. he's he is his own brand. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and yeah, there's lots of guys that he's the cutest. Do that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but all of it comes down to the beginnings of and basics of what we're talking about is the calorie counting and doing it well and accurately for you is what we're trying to get into. I didn't even realize that I'm so off on the chick that this chick I didn't I hate when we talk about things <laughs> and I discover things that I'm doing wrong. Yeah. It's, I mean, this it's whole not process. But, but that's what I want to highlight. Yeah. It's not wrong if you're succeeding. Like, this is now. It feels wrong. I, no, I see that. <laughs> I see it in your eyes, in your body language. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, this is a flaw in the system. And the way to get past that flaw is to not dwell at it, dwell on it and be consistent. Now, if you've been trying for a few weeks to a month to a couple months and have not seen any change, then sure, now we have to change a variable. Like, you know you're getting the activity. Sleep is good. Your workouts, you're working out like a champ. Then the only place to really take care of, of uh, you know, your overall setup is with calories. So now, okay, let me take a, a deeper dive look at the calories. Because if you could rein back your margin of error from 40% to 20%, like, that's going to be a significant change. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about things that people... Things that stump people and maybe make them underreport. So we talked about sauces. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, there's, there's. I forget. Somebody had. Put I think up a post oil about maybe it. too. I don't know how Oil's many calories. Well, I mean, people there's are... no calories in oil. It says zero calories on the can. I fucking wish. <laughs> you spray it. There's how zero cool calories, would that right? be? That's the only oil you're using. Yeah. yeah. That's, there's zero it's like oil, a, right? a quarter of a second of a spray Correct. is zero calories right. or something. So like good luck. But it's all good oil luck in only the using a quarter of a second. And there's three or four hundred <laughs> servings in it. So yeah, I have a can in there. We can look at exactly what it is. I mean, it's all oil. That's all you have to know. Every tablespoon of oil is. Yeah, you know, 14 grams of fat. So, yeah. So, I, that's why I make that joke is because there's a lot of things that have hidden calories in Absolutely. that we just yep. don't look at. And we've talked about this before about the oil, the spray. There's, I, I saw somebody recently on a, a video hold a little, little container of oil. They're like, this is 200 calories of oil. They're like, so there, this bottle contains this many ounces of oil. So, there's how many calories are in here. So, they're in here, mm -hmm. and if you're using them, you're getting the. I actually had this conversation with someone the other day. I was like, "Yeah, because that spray oil that says zero calories, there's actually a bunch of calories." And they're like, "What?" Uh, and yeah. they're trying to lose weight. Yep. And all of these things, like how? So how do you then? How do you account for that, and or work that in? Because you're using it. I, like I use the spray stuff too. It's it's and I hard with try the to sprays because you don't know how much the the meat is actually absorbing, so you're better off just sort of counting all of it for the most part. But I also prefer to use butter and actual oils as opposed to spray. 
And then the spray, I, the one I, I have like is the actually, spray. It, the spray. It's well, olive oil and no, a spray bottle. No, I know bottle. it's actually yeah, oil, but I mean, I have. I mean it's, like it's olive oil out of the bottle as opposed yeah. to doing I like it spray. because it's easier for like some things. Like if I'm air frying things, I feel like I can like yes. get a well, good, that that a good coverage of oil better that and way. And in which case in an air fry, you're probably using the vast majority of what you spray on. Right. Yeah. And I like to do, so when I do, when I season those pork chops, I use, use the spray to spray on top of the seasoning so that it all gets kind of wet into the all right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense too. Bit. Yeah. Also, so, I feel like my control of, of the amount of oil is better with the spray. Yeah. You know, like every time I just take olive oil and I pour it in a pan, I'm like, oh, that was more than I meant. Um, yeah. Oops. <laughs> okay, three cups of olive oil. Here we go. All <laughs> right. Just good. go ahead and log exactly that. Yeah, yeah, so that that's a good way to do it. I mean, over you know, overdoing it is better than like you know, overlogging rather than underlogging. Yeah. So like you know, if it feels like a tablespoon of oil that you put in there, log a tablespoon of oil. If anything, you're in a deficit then because you Correct. didn't. Correct, and that's eat the, the way I look at, the at tracking, and that's how I succeed with calorie counting in the app. If I see five different options, and I'm not entirely sure based off of my own research of how much calories this one thing has, I will go for the higher to the medium higher selection of the, the calorie counter yeah. to actually plug in. I'd rather err on the side of, of um, putting too many calories in than putting too little and overshooting on my goals. So that makes 100% sense. But I've definitely had days recently too, like, like I said, we're going back to maintenance. I feel like I'm hitting more gamuts of the psychology that I hit like I was so focused in the losing of the weight yep. that I was so much driven. Now trying to just exist and stay is a very different psychological state to be in. And I find myself, there were definitely days where that's what I was doing when I was losing weight, always picking the highest one or the one of the highest ones. And, and now I'm like, well, You're I trying to protect your more. calories. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> this little one. that gives me an extra 50 calories for the, yeah. yeah. What's, and I realized as I did it, I don't know. It gives like, you an emotional fake extra calories. Yeah. Right. I was like, it's not like I'm really getting extra calories because I didn't mark them on the, into the app. Yeah. So, but there is definitely, a, if you're, if you're out there and you do that and you have to go through the process, you're not you're not alone. My, no, my you, brain goes. Everybody there too. will yeah. naturally want to select the selection that protects their yeah. calories. It, it honestly yeah. it gets really frustrating sometimes when you're like trying to like find, especially when you're eating out and you're like trying to find an entry and it's like there are so many entries and they just range. So they range many. in calories by like my entire allotted daily calories <laughs> to like nowhere near them, and it's like oh, I really don't want to have to pick that big number. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. definitely happens to people. Yes, because there's times where like. I'll like spurge a little on lunch and I'll be like, ah, and if I pick the top, top one, I have like 300 calories for the rest of the day. I'm like, I still have to eat dinner. <laughs> and that's like, that's another reason too, why I tend to try and pick one big meal for the day. Like if I'm knowing I'm going to be out and about and dinner is going to be that meal, then I'll do mostly lean protein and lower calorie stuff on the front half of the day. If I go out for lunch or brunch and that's my big splurge, well, guess what? I'm going to shoot for just mostly lean protein for the end of the day. Yeah. And that's the sacrifice that I will make to stay on track with my goals. And a lot of people will be like, well, I'll have more fun if I just eat a full meal for dinner. You're right. You're right. But you will not hit your goal. And it would be nice if we could eat all the things we wanted to oh, cool. and, and just could. be exactly where we wanted if to be. If you're willing to outwork them, cart, like that's, that's where it's very, very difficult hard. to do. That's what I'm saying. This is what, this is what I was going to get yeah. to yeah. is you could, if you're willing to outwork it. I mean, if you're Michael however, Phelps and you can swim in the pool for fucking eight hours that's a day. That's what I was going to say. I, I told this story before I heard uh, Brian Erlacher, the football player, he loves donuts and he eats a package Same. of the powdered donuts every day. Yeah. But he, 
rides his bike for like 10 miles or whatever, like yeah. 300 miles. I don't know, whatever the miles was. But he does like this huge, crazy bike workout every day because that keeps him from gaining any he weight. Earns and he earns his donuts. Whatever, yes. Just for a little package of donuts? I, he, I mean, what? It's he, probably like 300 calories. I don't know. He probably yeah. doesn't eat. How long does it take to burn 300 calories? What a calories? psycho. Not that was, long. He was a professional <laughs> what a NFL psycho. player. <laughs> he was a professional NFL player. That, so, it. yeah. I'm, he was he's quite psycho, I'm sure. <laughs> Quite psycho. Um, but to yeah, me, that's like, that's like too little of reward for way too much effort. But, that, but that's again, that's saying. for me specifically. But that's what yeah. I was saying yeah. is if that somebody is really like we say all the time, you can't outwork your diet, and that's true. If you're willing to eat anything and everything, and you're eating ten thousand calories a day, it's really hard to work to that level. Oh, you definitely won't outwork that. But, but it there's is enough possible. hours in a day. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. Po- I mean. These big ass body, unless you get yourself huge, like that's true, that's right? So, like, your options are the bigger you are, the more calories you burn. Correct. Eddie sure. Hall was eating 10,000 calories a day. So, if that's really your goal, you got to be giant. Eddie, like Eddie Hall, Hall was a very or... strong butter ball. He was very <laughs> so, round. of course, he'd eat that many. But I wonder what but his maintenance calories are now because he's still pretty fucking jacked. He's he is, but now, he but is. he's leaned out and gotten more healthy. Like, if you watched his, yeah. his uh documentary. Like the man was on sleep apnea. Machine I know he looked. He looked like it, he was uncomfortable. Struggling. Skin. Uncomfortable. You know when you see when you see like a bulldog and they just like look like they can't breathe yeah. in their own yes. skin. That's kind of the vibes. Yeah. That he so gave now me. Eddie Hall's still strong as fuck, but he's he's just leaning on his lean body mass at that point. He's leaned out. He's gotten a lot healthier. Same thing for he looks for great. the mountain. Thor Snaffer. Thor Snaffer. Snaffer. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. <laughs> so Half I, Thor. There's, snaffer, there's snaffer. your body does not need that much tissue that it gets no benefit from after a certain percentage. Like, it just doesn't need you. You're carrying that. excess that weight all over the place. On. My point is the fact I know if you want more point. calories we and you want to ha- be able to eat more, there's a couple ways that you can do it. But, again, going into, it would be nice if we could just eat whatever yeah. the hell we wanted to God, and not that. exist. But you've got to do something, otherwise you turn into a butterball as you correct, use it. Correct. And so that's if you're, how people if you're get actively so putting huge. on muscle, then you can count on those calories to be a, a adding to your maintenance. But even then, shit, I just came across that number not too long ago. For like one kilogram of muscle, you burn about 13 calories for the day. So everybody, that's like two, that's 2.2 pounds. So everybody thinks that muscle, having more muscle burns a significantly amount more calories. It doesn't. You'll burn more calories for sure because you have more active tissue that needs to be kept alive, but it's not significant. Yeah, it is not. I mean, look, if you're a five foot two girl, your options are you're not getting any taller. So that's out of the question. Correct. So you can either put on muscle and gain yourself a little bit more calories, or you can put on fat and gain yourself a little bit more Correct. calories. <laughs> like and those again, are your now options. you're just eating more calories to support tissue that your body doesn't need at that point, yeah. too. So. Like, it, it needs to be taken in that perspective. And, yes, the smaller you are, the less calories you get. And that sucks. It does suck. But Every day, I'm like, I wish I was a seven-foot tall man. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're also smaller. Like, your calorie needs are lower. So yeah, but I don't want any less pizza than a seven-foot tall man. Does. I don't blame I you. I really out. don't blame <laughs> you. I want the same amount of pizza huh? as the tall so man. So you have pizza <laughs> once a week, and you eat low-calorie the rest of the week. That's really the only way to kind of get that done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a sad but, life. but for tiny women, I tend to recommend more days at, at maintenance or body recomping and then, you know, really mix in the, the dieting down days if you're already fairly lean. Because it's just, if you're able to be patient, then over the course of, you know, months to a year, you could be at a fairly lean, ready to maintain that forever phase. And that's another way to look at dieting in general. This is a temporary percentage of your life that you're going to be at a calorie deficit. deficit yeah. And then, 
spend like 90% of the rest of your life at maintenance with some, you know, diet down phases when you find that maybe your abs are blurring a little bit or, but or if the holidays came through and what you abs? Correct. So and honestly, your holidays won't take more than maybe a month at most to comfortably come back from. And that's what I think a lot of people miss too. So dieting is a temporary situation. I think it also sucks because when you, let's say you're someone who eats at maintenance, but then it's the holidays and you're eating significantly over maintenance, I think it's hard to get back to maintenance. Like, I think once I start eating Probably. a lot of food, yeah. I'm like, I would like to keep eating a lot of food. So yeah. I've had that problem right now. Yeah. So I went out of deficit and went into maintenance. And at first, maintenance was like easy, easy. Yeah. pie. Like, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it was so easy. Like, I was like, maintenance. I'm like, I feel like I'm eating a ton of food yet. This is amazing. And then I let myself splurge a little bit more. And I was like, I mean... I'll just go on a deficit day and I understand how this works. It's flexible. I can, and I would eat something and I still have the problem. We've talked about this before that if I, I thought I could get over it now because I'm at a better spot, but I'm not, I still have this, that I'll buy a package of something and eat one or two and think I can just eat one or two. And I can't like, I bought, I told you I bought, when I was hanging out with the, my buddy, I bought the no bake, they were chocolate peanut butter, no bake cookies. Oh, wow. Yo. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll just eat a couple today. I'll, and this week, I'll eat these. I ate them all in one sitting. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's, I very I'm successfully, my um, Kelly Cressy makes that crack cake. Yeah. Oh, guys, call it crack cake because it's delicious. For a reason. It's yeah. very For addicting. For a reason. <laughs> and uh, so I took like half of it home and I successfully would like have little slices every day. Wait, you have crack cake at the house? Oh, it's gone now. Sorry, bud. No, you're not. No, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely gone. Um, but yeah, so I successfully like it was it was challenging. There were like it a is. couple of times where I'm like, I'm having two slices, but I was able to like put it away over and, and, and those over are and exercises over. and discipline. But I think me. those are I want to eat the whole cake, man. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It is not easy. And then once you get into that, it's hard to get back. What I have I, I've and I'm, I've clicked it again and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going back in the deficit now. I'm gonna go do this. And I've been better at, at it yeah. now. Um, but yeah, it does go in waves. But I'm also trying to allow myself, I've been working on myself a lot lately in multiple aspects. Um, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, I'm seeing a therapist now. Good and, for you, you know, buddy. Yeah. Doing a lot of things to try to get myself a better place. And doing all of these things, like I'm allowing myself to be like that it's hard. Yeah. I'm allowing myself, all right, I screwed up, not screwed up. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from that too, but I had some tough weeks. All right, cool. Embrace it. It was yeah. tough. Um, We're now still here. Let's, let's jump yeah. back on the train and keep moving again. And I, even though, like I said, I had a couple tough weeks, maybe I put on a pound. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe two or three max. So like, okay, I had a couple of weeks where I like over eight. I enjoyed it while I, while I overate right. those cook that package cookies was delicious. Let me just tell you, oh, and sure. I ate the whole damn thing. <laughs> and now I'm like, all right, well, let's lean it back out. And I am blessed enough being a guy that a male who's a little bit big. Like I have a lot of calories comparatively to what Chrissy has. Even at her maintenance, her maintenance is less than I think usually what my deficit is. It is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that that's the shitty part about the leaner you get, the less calories you yeah, have. Yeah, it sucks simple too. Simple as that. I yeah. do. Yes, you poor lean little woman. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. It's so hard to be so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, men I, want me, women want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just eat less. <laughs> 
<laughs> just look at that pizza. I'll just sniff it. I'll just chew it and spit it out. <laughs> you still get calories that way. You can't do it. Yes, God. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to have both. Like, it's yeah. very difficult to have both. And again, the, for for the way I do that is, it's I I won't sacrifice eating for the most part. So I put a lot of activity out. And that's that's my balance. But my activity, most of it's done in front of the TV. <laughs> so that also makes it a little less difficult to yeah. stay kind of engaged. And I, I'm retired now, semi-retired. So if I'm in between jobs or, or not actively adjusting uh, a coaching client's thing or, or you know doing content or whatever, like I can spend two hours in my gym watching a whole movie, taking plenty of time in between rest sets and hitting the, the actual sets hard. I'm a very lazy worker out here. Me too. I think that's something that I'd like to touch on because, you know, people are like, okay, my timer's up. I got to do my next set. And it's like, you do. Sure. Yes. Yeah. But also like if you, if you sit there for a little bit longer and you still do that, you're still doing the thing. Yeah. And strength training has shown benefits of rest anywhere from three to 11 minutes. So it's really the quality of the set that matters. Yeah. Now, if you do have a short break or have a day to get to or whatever, then that's where the, the timing your rest comes in handy because yeah, you're recovered. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's get through this workout for your, your 30 to 60 minutes. And then you got to go and get, get after your day. It's different for everybody. I have recently, I, so I just did this and I was like curious. I'm like, I really wanted to get a workout in. And I've found it hard recently with time on some things. Like I said, I'm back and working out and trying to get like back into it. I'm not getting sore again, but I really wanted to do squats the other day. And I was like, I have a home gym. I had the kids, we were doing stuff. I was getting them baths and doing, but I was, so I set up the rack uh, I put the pulled the rack down, set up the weights, and I had to run in there, get them situated. And I put one, I got I was like, gave them the directions what to do. Ran out here, knocked the set out, racked it, walked back inside, got them situated, done the next step on thing. Yeah. That was my recovery time was getting them situated. Yeah, man. Came and then back you came out, back and did out. another set. Th- what does a set take? A minute, like yeah. if that yeah. to do to knock a set out. So I'd come in here, knock out a set, go back in there. And, and try to do stuff. Come out. And I did, I, I think I did three sets, but the three sets took me in all, probably about 45 minutes to do all three sets because I could do a set, knock it out quick, rock out there, help them with yeah. whatever needed to happen, come back, do the set, blah, 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 go back out. I mean, you did three sets of squats better than no sets Correct. of squats. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was like. And you can also even superset at that point to get a bigger workout. So you do your set of squats, hop down, real quick hop up and do either chin-ups or push-ups for a little higher rep or some curls uh, or whatever. That's a good idea. And then head back in. So your three sets turns into six, six sets, sets without much more of a time commitment. Uh, that's and it makes a really it a little idea. bit more full body. I ended up doing, so I did the three sets, and then, but I did it after I did the chin-ups after I did the yeah. squats. Yeah. yeah, you could have added because it's different muscle boom, groups. Boom, you could have yeah, absolutely done right. those together. Same workout essentially, but and less time ha- commitment. What I've noticed too that, that also helps with the cardio. Mm-hmm. It does. You get a yeah. much better cardio respiratory response. Yeah, because I've noticed that my cardio is not as good as it was when yeah. I was doing the supersets before. So you're not as good as you once was, but you're better now than you ever were. So I, I also <laughs> like to <laughs> that are those are hung legs. I should write that down. <laughs> I've also started using my warm-up sets as actual quality sets instead of just doing the four reps like I, I taught you which is a great starter point I'll my lightweight say on bench press when I throw 135 on I'll now do 18 to 22 ish reps to save a few reps in the tank and now that's a quality set it's a warm set it's a quality set they will jump up the weight 20 30 pounds and do the exact same thing and the reps go down so that's that's did, pyramid that's training squats yeah I just kind of because I Put a, a lighter, it was like 135 for squats. Yeah. So I put the 135 on and was did a warm-up set. And then I was like, 
I mean, my form feels good. The stretch, I think that I did it because of my sh- the stretch in my yeah. Like, so I did it, and I was like, I'm just gonna do a full set, and just like I did like 15 or something reps on with the with the warm up. So weight. you're starting at a lighter weight with higher reps, and then you're in- increasing the weight and lowering Correct. reps. Weren't you also doing the opposite of that for a while? Reverse pyramid training, yeah. So you, so I still use reverse pyramid training for my strength training days, like okay. pure strength training days, but the volume days where I'd like to hit the ground running with quality sets and just get them worked in, then I'll I'll do the full pyramid. So gotcha. I, and then I'll say at the heavier weight in the six to eight rep range, I'll do that two or three times and then come back down with those same drop downs that I came up with. Oh. So I'm looking oh, for, wow. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking at about eight to 10 sets per um, movement pattern because that's kind of where the that's body maxes out. At. That is a lot of sets. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking to max out the benefit from that. You don't yeah, have yeah. to do that to improve, but I mean, I, I haven't done that and I've improved. Nor, nor should you because but I've been training for 20 plus years. Yeah, like fair. the volume that I can handle is going to be different than somebody who's been training for a year. Yeah. That's fair. That's and valid. so it's it's knowing the adaptations uh, that you or the effort to force the adaptation that you need depending on where you're at in your, uh, your, your training history and your training experience. And it's different for everybody along that, that path. That's fair. All right, let's go back into the calories. I will have a question for you. Um, what are, we talked about the sauces are the toughest thing. What do you find is the easiest way, if I'm just starting calorie counting today, what is the biggest thing that I should focus on and what is the easiest way to start doing calorie counting? We talked about apps using apps and is we all we, i use my fitness pal that's i feel like the most popular one that's I th- out there i think there. so it, i think it's it losing is. popularity now but it is because yes. they turned it on to the subscription just for the barcode thing. yeah that it's was ridiculous. fucking rude macro factor is the the best one that i've found macro factor is okay. the best they've got very pretty accurate um info with the macros and calories yeah, it's their a little bit smaller database yeah the entries yeah. Are, are pretty accurate the only reason I don't use it is because it doesn't attach to my training software. So I've stuck with mm. my fitness pal. Now, Trainerize does have its own in-app counting, and I need to look into that, see if it's um, any, any good. accuracy or their, their database. Because if it is, Macro that would be an easy cool one to do it has, like, cool coaching options as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it adjusts, like, if you do it right and you're really consistent, it, like, will pick up on... Instead of, like, my fitness pal, it's like, you have 1,400 calories. Factor <laughs> is like, okay... You have 1,400 calories, log all your shit, weigh yourself every day, and then it, based off what happens with your body, it is going to adjust your calories. Correct. So, like, if you are losing weight consistently, you're going to get more calories until that stops happening. If so, like, I have a buddy who's mean. five foot two. She's very fucking active, and she eats, like, 3,000 calories a day. She just has, I guess, all of the things working for her, you know? Like, yep. she works out a lot. She's really, really active, I guess, she just is one of those people that burns more calories There's than other just people. people with those high motors, and they're just nonstop. Like, they just got to get up. They got to yep. move. They, gotta, they, they, can't, they don't stop ever. Yep. And those are the people like, I eat all the time. I don't know how I don't get weight. As they yeah. get up, we can't move. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's why, because you probably burn a million calories. Yeah. You're the reason around. they invented cocaine. Yeah. yeah. For people to keep up with you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there are. I, I I have friends that are like that. Yeah, it was really cool to watch Macro Factor just keep giving her more calories and giving yeah. her more calories. And like, you know, it doesn't do that to me, but <laughs> that's people. I think the other day it gave me a calorie because you check in every week. Yeah, you know. Um, so gave I was like, hey, it literally gave me a calorie. I was like, Yay. nifty. <laughs> Can I go eat something huge? <laughs> 
what does one is there anything that's even just one yeah i took the uh, the oil spray and i just did like a quarter spray right in my mouth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dope <laughs> and that's over because that's about three calories yeah. <laughs> and i'm over that's Dang. enough for three days three days Yay. you guys remember that old cartoon is that a Mickey Mouse cartoon where he has like the one bean and he's, sli- oh, he's slicing it like oh, paper yeah. thin? I feel like that was Goofy or was something. Was it Goofy? No, I think it was Mickey. I don't think it was. I think you're right. I think it was, it was Goofy. Jeff, I think it was Goofy. Beanstalk, wasn't it? No. No. Don't be an idiot, Victor. God. Yeah. Wasn't just Jack and the Beanstalk? Because that's what they were. That's why he went and got the beans. They were supposed to eat them or whatever. They were, but they never sliced them I up. They, he, were they like tossed in them out a, the window. They in, in a famine or something, and they only had one bean to share between like I, multiple yes. people. Absolutely I am not goofy. a cartoon aficionado. Then why are you weighing in? <laughs> that's what we do here. Talk about stuff we know nothing about. That's what I do here. You guys are the ones who know what you're doing. We're just like, I excel at this. My whole point of being here is because I know nothing about it. That's the whole. All right. So, so counting and chasing calories for the actual whole food sources is a relatively easy process it's a matter of of finding the accuracy but now you have the the added influx of supplements and and food alternatives so how accurate are those same thing that they like supplements calories well the one i'm going to post on here soon is the perfect aminos where they're saying our aminos are take these pills and they're put in the perfect ratios to be absorbed by the body, build muscle and burn fat like never before. This is the equivalent of 30 grams of protein, but zero calories. Fuck you. It's zero calories. There's a little loophole where if the ingredients are listed in separate amino acids, you don't have to list the calories. So think about if you're getting 30 grams of protein, you're taking in 120 calories, but because it's listed as the separate essential amino acids, you don't have to list it as 120 calories. And they're having you take that like two to four times a day. And you're listing it as zero calories. And then the, the statements they're giving about protein in general are just complete and utter lies. They're saying you're gonna only going to absorb, I think, like 11 or 18%, I can't remember, of, of your whey protein. Horseshit. The body's insanely adept at you know, utilizing protein and, and recycling it and recirculating it until it, it gets used. Like, it's, it's getting used. And talking about how they're just the, uh, the amino acids that you need for building the muscles, and it, it's just a whole horseshit worth of lies to get people stuck on things. A that whole are... horseshit worth. <laughs> That's and as a you measurement know, for you. Horses shit a lot. <laughs> so, so it's a lot. A and so worth. you have those, and even like, I like the, uh, what were those gummies? That, that we had had, the high-fiber gummies that were different flavors. What? Smart Sweets. Oh, Smart right. Sweets they yeah, have, yeah. too, which I, I like the Smart Sweets, but they're listing them as 100 calories, mm-hmm. but they have 42 grams of carbs in them. So where are we missing right there? Wait, well, how, do that, how does I have that? Correct. Because of the fiber intake, they're like, well, oh. it's technically net carbs, so we're only going to count those the whole calories. fucking net carbs debacle. I fucking hate that. And right. it's, oh, it's like, oh, it's oh, only oh, five net there. carbs. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care how many net carbs it is. How many carbs is it? So what does the, that mean? The way they, they establish net carbs, and this is something that was done with keto it's, as well, because they're like, well, how do we find a way to get these carbs in it's here? It's a fucking Atkins diet that really started it, I think. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Um, so fiber, Dietary they're operating fiber. on the principle that fiber cannot be digested as carbs, so it doesn't get turned into sugar in the system, and, and you know, so we can subtract like those free from the overall carbs. carb intake. <laughs> And then these are the net carbs is what's less. So you take your overall carbs, subtract the fiber, those are your net carbs. However, some fibers are actually 
uh, at least your soluble fibers that can be kind of broken down a little bit more and, and they act a little bit more as overall calories and your insoluble fibers do act like roughage going through your intestinal tract and all your fibers end up fermenting, I think all, end up fermenting in your system to produce your beneficial gut bacteria. That's, that's what really aids in building up your gut microbiome. It's why fiber is so important. And fiber has a similar thermic effect of food as protein. So you burn roughly 30% of the calories you take in as fiber just processing the fiber. But they're saying it doesn't count as a calorie because it is a, a net carb type thing. So instead of listing it as 168 calories, you're getting just 100 calories. Isn't that wild? I mean, they it, have a point. Like, there's probably some truth to it. Some, but not but all. But I just That's like really, problem. I just want to look at the package and tell me how many damn carbs yeah. are in there. Like, stop, stop doing this net carb and so thing. I if I, I want net carbs, I'll do the math. I don't recommend doing net carbs. I recommend counting it all because yeah. you don't know enough to be like, well, yeah, I guess that's that fiber won't get turned into Yeah, but carbs. if they're doing that work for you. Are they or are they selling you something with lower calories because they can? I want to trust people, Michael. Oh, they're not people. You shouldn't. People are awful. <laughs> <laughs> These are supplement companies. These are not people. These are, These yeah. are not so, people. So These those are, gummies most also of them have, are pure no, profit They also have um, sugar substitutes, yeah? Those the gummy things to oh, lower yeah. the calories? Yeah. yeah. So let's be careful, guys, uh, with eating mass amounts of that. Mass amounts, yeah. yeah. Mass it, amounts. Like if you get like a big bag of sugar-free candy and you eat all of it, you might. That's the quickest way to spray paint a you're toilet. You're going to have the poops. Yeah. So I'm really? just, yes. Just like a, the it's amount a, of. If you look at some Amazon products, that's a good way to see some reviews. Yeah. People being like, well, I ate this whole thing. And I turned it into an upside-down poop aerosol can. Yeah. It, it's the, I think they did that with the uh, sugar-free gummy bears yeah, a while gummy back. Bears, and, yeah. yeah, that's a great way to just really... That's why the packaging for those, I think, is so small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so some are different now. I think the uh, a lot of things are coming out with erythritol. Um, aspartame is fine in, in small doses. Everybody wants to panic about that, but aspartame gets broken down into like... Yeah, I have no panic about the, the fake sugar substitutes. I'm all for it. But it was just kind of a warning that if you hear Mike talk yeah. about eating these sugar-free candies. Yeah, um, you might have an issue. Yeah. Just I, like, <laughs> for me, if I have too much erythritol, that sort of messes up my stomach a little bit. Yeah. Um, none of the other artificial sweeteners do that. But then again, I'm not drinking six diet sodas in a day. Right. I have one, maybe two at most. Yeah, I really had to cut really down on my diet, diet soda. soda. Yeah. Have you? I had to cut down on mine. I'm doing like four day wow. And it doesn't mess your stomach up at all? I haven't noticed then anything. If that lately. keeps you from overeating, then that's the yeah, lesser of the two evils. Well, that's because like I hit these moments where I'm like, I need flavor of some Correct. sort that's not just water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like I'm like, these are freeze. These are free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these are Guys, you know, it's a freebie. I want to find that. Remember, I sent it in the group chat. That. Oh, the ginger, the ginger ale. ale lemonade zero. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. God, I've only had it like once. I'm on Amazon already. No, I haven't. I bet I could get it on Amazon. Like, it's so tough. Could get Amazon, Amazon queen didn't look on uh, Amazon. They'll oh bring my, it right yeah. to my door. Oh, oh. I just feel like it's weird. Like, they're going to tossle around my soda. <laughs> so you don't know? open it right away. It settles down. <laughs> uh -huh. It'd be like if we tossed you around a little bit. You'll settle you'll down. Settle, settle right on down. <laughs> eventually, you'll be fine. But yeah, I love a diet soda, but I really can't lately, like, slam a bunch of them. If I, yeah. if I have... I really try to have, like, maybe one every other day or so, or maybe even less the than that. Day. I just haven't really been... As, as I will as usually I do like a, a, a sugar-free root beer come 
dinner, t- like after dinner. Mm-hmm. And like if, because I, I guaranteed we'll have a sweet fix after dinner. Oh, I want me something too. sweet. Every day. Crunch bars, Can't baby. Stop it. Fake yeah, but I, I'd rather just have no calories at that point. Um, not always. Like sometimes I do. I, I think the, the last time I ordered Uber Eats. These are my, my prepackaged. Everything I have is like prepackaged to keep me from eating tons of it. I've got Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. Little bags of animal crackers and like individual like Fig Newton packs. Nice. You know, like those little things will be like my little yeah. sweet hits that stop me I've, from eating a lot. Of I've have you guys got anything from the Cobbler Factory? What is no. the Cobbler oh, Factory? Eats. They'll give you this this cup size. I don't use Uber Eats because it either. makes food like a million times more expensive. It does. Unless you do the Uber One, it was totally worth upgrading. Tell me to more that. about the Cobbler. What happened? My God. They <laughs> deliver them in these like one cup size things and you can a- ask for like the thicker crust on there for the add-on. <gasps> for the Cobblers, they have like ap- honey apple cobbler. They've got Where blackberry peach cobbler. They've got uh, Tell me about the blueberry one that they have. Cobbler. Do they have a blueberry one? Yes, they like, do have a blueberry one. one. And then you can have, put the ice cream on it or have it on the side. I always get it on the side because I'll take like a bite of ice cream with a bite of the cobbler type thing. Still shows up at the house, warmish to hot. I have no clue where it's at. Uber Eats brings it right to my door. What is it called? I know. but <laughs> The what? Cobbler Factory? Peach Cobbler Factory or Cobbler Factory, one of the two. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. It is Google. killer. I love cobbler. Hmm. I used to so, of course, like I ordered from two spots. Like I had to get, you know, my lunch or dinner from one spot. And then I'm like, I want dessert. Boo. Wow, Michael. That was why I was, I was watching Wakanda you do forever. Have a vehicle, and right? I did, and I can did just like, drive to those places. Why right? would I do that? Why would he do that? Aaron is like that. Aaron's like, I'll pick it up. Paying for convenience. Like, I'm right, not man. driving to the cobbler factory. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like downtown or something. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I think it was somewhere off of like Broughton or something. Oh, so terrible. <laughs> it's off this island. I'm it's not an going. hour out of my day. <laughs> Stay in that. I'm going to tangent here real quick because this drives me absolutely insane uh, with people that drives live on you? this. I yeah. see what you did there. We no. don't drive. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever wants to leave this island. Like, no, what it's is so comfortable. That? It's the island life. Island it's life. It's the island life. <laughs> you will drive to Atlanta and you will drive to Atlanta like it's nothing. No, but I you hate won't driving to Atlanta. If I, I call like don't it's do nothing. it like it's nothing. I had something I had to do. <laughs> I have to go there and I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> the last hate day I had to when pull I my abdominal Atlanta, muscle doing backflips. I lived in Atlanta and I sat in the shittiest traffic. I almost died multiple times a day getting to and from work and I do not miss it. What an unnecessary stress in my life. Yeah. And now I live on this little island and I'm like, fuck driving anywhere. Yeah. I will catch pay me on my for bike. The convenience. <laughs> <laughs> I will walk. But I just like don't go anywhere. And I really I mean, look, we go to Whitmarsh, that's the island over. And every week we drive all the way to the south side and we go to Sam's. Like, we're not like not going all places. Uh it's a hike. It's a hike, man. It's like 10 minutes. <laughs> if I could have Sam's deliver my groceries, oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, I don't get that. I'm like, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna get it. My Let's time's go. too valuable. I'll pick it up. I'll do it. I got more I could do more shit at home by Outsourcing that whole driving scenario. The whole driving scenario. <laughs> outsourcing that whole driving <laughs> why scenario. Why don't you just hire a permanent driver? For I have an errand, and he does all of my driving. It's on Bar- Barnard, Barnard so. by the way. I suggest Barnard. everyone gets an errand. <laughs> Barnard? Barnard? Street? Road? Is that yeah, downtown? Ch- check that Check that menu out. Yeah. <gasps> it is. Victor is showing me cobbler porn right amaze now. balls. <laughs> it is amazing. Yo. All right. I shouldn't have seen that. And that's what I need. Like, I See, need... I'm just, I'm back in a deficit now, and I'm trying to be No good. cobbler for you. <laughs> no but God. again, you plan. Low calorie front half of the day, get yourself some cobbler for the evening. Get yourself some cobbler for the evening. It all works. You're looking forward to that. Yeah, you have some reward for your day. I was going to say, it did work when I was doing a deficit, because I would still eat 
stuff like that. And yeah. I was doing pretty well. And I don't have to go as big. I went in a pretty big deficit while we were doing. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go as big no, of a you deficit. Do not. I could go with like a 200 calorie yep. deficit. Yep. I'm saying I could. It's eh. plausible. It's plausible, I guess. Why? Why are you poo pooing, Matt? Why because are you genuinely, why are you poo pooing? There's like a, a percentage on either side of your maintenance calories that you don't really get a lot of movement from. It's just a weird phenomenon. So oh. you would need probably closer to a three to four hundred calorie deficit to really oh. kind of get stuff moving. But you play with it. Good luck, ladies. <laughs> your three hundred, four hundred <laughs> calorie deficit you have to be in after your maintenance is eighteen hundred. Sucks. You wish it was eighteen hundred. Uh, so what is your maintenance? Your maintenance probably is. No, around. mine probably is like eight, yeah. 18. Yeah. 18, 17, maybe something in there. Yeah. Depends on how active I've been that week. Lately, all I've done in my free time is code, which is awful. It's awful. Oh, that burns just, a ton of calories. Oh, my God. I just sit in a chair all day. My <laughs> shoulders hurt. I'm dying. I hate it. And I'm like, second taste that I'm almost done. So I'm like really on like that grinding end of it. Mm-hmm. And I just, man, I haven't gymmed. I haven't moved. Uh, it's so mm. bad. I hate Whoa. It. So if you're at like 17, 18, to go in a deficit. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> has to be, you're down to like. Women, I generally drop by about 350-ish calories whoa, 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 to start whoa, whoa, their whoa. deficit. We just said you got to do, so you go 350? Think about it. The larger you are, the more of a deficit you'll need to kind of get things moving. The smaller you are, the smaller the movements over long term are going to be more effective. I'm glad I didn't know all this information when I started. And I feel like for those of you listening who are looking to start, get a coach. And I, I, I'm saying that because not because I, I, my buddy's a coach and he does a fucking fantastic job, but because... He doesn't mean you, Mike. I feel like you downgraded me from phenomenal to fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's mediocre. Anyway. No, let me downgrade. Fantastic. Um, He was a fantastic job. But I'm saying that because you, A, don't have to absorb all of this information right off the bat. And it's impossible to absorb all of it off the bat. I'm still learning. We're a year plus into this. And every time Mike's like, yeah, I told you that. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, it is. It's every episode. I learned something new that I don't really... But there's I so learned something new that I've already learned. <laughs> I relearned. It's so it's a lot much of information. information. And to hold on to it and get a really good grasp on it, it takes forever. It's like anything. To yeah. get good at something. And you shouldn't try to ingest it all at one time because no. then you're going to try to make too many changes at one time and it's not going to work. This, but even this entire be- process is, is a, a lot easier and more efficient when you just start with little things right mm-hmm. off the bat yes. and then continue and to And that's why on. I'm saying when you have a coach who said, just worry about this one thing. Cool, I can do that. And focus on that. Focus on this one thing. And he did the deficit, all that stuff for me. If I would have known he was cutting a thousand calories for, right off <laughs> yeah, the don't rip. tell him anything. Yeah. I didn't know that though. No, I, I know. didn't know how yeah. many it was. Mm-hmm. But if I would have known, I would have been like, that would have felt so insurmountable mm-hmm. yeah. to get rid of a, a thousand is just such a huge number. And I would have been like, there's no way I can eat th- that much less. That's so much food less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To put that in perspective, a thousand calories is a really big meal. Like a hugely big meal. A huge, like a big very meal. satisfying meal. Or a thousand calories is. Three and a half donuts. Yeah, <laughs> depends on how you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, about right yeah. but that's but that's still like that's three and a half donuts, a big meal, like a thousand calories is a lot. Right off the rip, that's what I cut off in the beginning. I had but no I didn't idea. No. Yeah, it's good to be in the dark about that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was because now we're talking about calories, and I'm like so like talking about like each calorie matters to me so much more now. Yeah. When when I, we, I've said this in past episode, my calorie deficit dropped when I went down to like. 2000 was no big deal. Went down to 18 or 1900. It was not a big deal. But for some reason, when I went from 19 to 18, I, maybe it was because I had more knowledge at that point. I was learning more and all the, yeah. but that last 
hundred to get to eighteen was brutal, and it messed up everything else that I wanted to do. And that's where you live. I just remembered that I got that that creamy thing to make the ice cream out of the protein shakes. Ooh, I know. So I'll report back on that. Yes, um, yeah, I live there at the eighteen hundred mark. Actually, I live under that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's just wild. You're, but you're comparing your experience to her being at eighteen hundred. They're they're two totally different, different experiences. Yeah. yeah, and I get I'm also larger, so my body gets. I want to say it gets hungrier because that sounds, and that's not appropriate. No, it's the same hunger hunger level potentially. It's just yeah, you were you were yeah, two that different is one thing that kind of sucks because like you as a bigger human like. It's not like his stomach is that much bigger than my stomach. Like, I just feel like I can eat the same amount of food. I wonder, how, I wonder what the actual size is. Me too. I would like to know. Be. Because you can yeah. also, like, stretch your stomach, I guess, a bit. You can. So. But that's why I mean, there, there are tiny people that are winning eating competitions, right, too. But exactly. it's, more, it's more that your body requires a certain amount to be alive. Now, you have a good appetite. So it's very difficult to eat at 1,800 calories or below, where somebody else your size may not have a big just, appetite. Some like, aren't hungry. What is Correct. that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. So their their gauge that. on their hunger levels are, you know, it's a lot easier. They're like, well, it's easier for me to eat 1,200 calories. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, sometimes I have to force it. Yeah, I definitely have talked to those people. I have yeah. friends like that. And that's yeah, and man. that's not me even for my calories. Like, my maintenance calories right now are probably 32 to 3,500 calories. Yeah. And I could very easily eat five or 6,000 calories. Like, easy. That's not even a struggle for that yeah. day. Yeah, but I feel like I could also easily eat five to 6,000 calories. Yeah. It just depends on what the food is. Correct. <laughs> it does. But I, the very that, fact I'm that interested. you could do that means you've got a big appetite. Yeah, yeah I guess it does depend. Because it just depends on what the food more is. Calorie dense, Absolutely. Like, I could eat 5,000 calories probably worth of just cheesecake. You right. know what I mean? Like, Easy. Yeah. 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 Like, so yeah, it's, it's, it's so difficult dense. when people put it in the, the male-female perspective and just the size. Like, oh, you get more calories than me. But, but yeah, but I'm, I'm a lot bigger than you. Yeah. It really comes down to appetite. And and a lot of smaller women still have a very healthy appetite, and that's the struggle. And then psychologically watching, yeah, you know, the person hard. you're with eat more food—that's the hard part, right? Where it's like Aaron gets to eat more food right. than me, and I'm like, well, that feels unfair. But if on a regular, <laughs> it's unfair that you were born bigger than me. <laughs> unfair. But but if he always had, if he had a tiny appetite and always just ate as much food as you, mm-hmm. you would never. Even I just really talked think to my buddy. It. My buddy, I went to the beach together, and uh, she she has a healthy appetite like yeah. me. She likes to eat. And her husband has always been like a nicotine user and I think is also like on some meds. And he just doesn't eat a yeah. lot. He just doesn't eat a lot. She always eats like she does the opposite. She eats his leftovers, you know, and he's, he's a tall dude. He's a tall, skinny guy. Yeah. And uh, he's like recently coming off of he's like basically nicotine free. Nicotine kind of suppresses the it appetite does. a little bit. Yep. And so like now he's like eating and she's like, yes. Uh, <laughs> like, now he's going to get He's <laughs> like, yes, now he can eat. So, yeah, it totally goes both ways, you yeah. know? And that's something yeah. he'll need to watch out for. Going off of the things that have regulated your appetite mm-hmm. for so long, I mean, he could very well end up skinny fat and just not feeling good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's crazy. It's so crazy. All of this whole thing is just The body is so fascinating. Wild. It really, really is, <laughs> yeah. which is why I do a deep dive on all this stuff. Yeah. The body just legitimately fascinates me. And the psychology of it fascinates me, too. Like, I'm right now I'm struggling with... This is the, the the first client that I've ever really really struggled with, you know. She's she's tall, uh, young, and probably about one hundred eighty ish pounds overweight, mm, and okay. and finding that struggle. And this is one of those emotional things where I, I'm on a Zoom call with her, and whenever we I do a deep dive to see where she's at, like she starts to kind of cry a little bit, and yeah. I'm like, it's heartbreaking. 
Yeah, it's a, it's it can be a huge mental fuck. It is. Sure. So the psychology behind the change is just different for everybody, but it it is the most crucial element in finding a path through to to get somebody to invest in their change is can sometimes be very very difficult. Yeah. And so I'm I'm really really trying to find that path. And you know my thing is to to keep everything flexible and establish a lifestyle. I'm probably going to have to get a little more rigid with this client to establish the routines that maybe more age and experience would have allowed her to to be like, well, I've tried all these rigid things. And I, I need flexibility, and I don't know how to get it. So I think I have to reverse that approach mm-hmm. to really come it's at wild. it. It's wild. Yeah, it's just it is. It's just so crazy. Like all of it. The there's so much analytical data that for me there's something you can grab onto but then there's such like it should just my brain wants to go to oh, it should just be this sorry 140 pounds 180 well, 180 would have put out 110 i want to make sure in case you're listening yeah yeah should need to be 110 pounds yeah but there's so it's it should be just data and it should feel like oh this is easy you you add this up minus this boom boom here you go it's easy here's the division of the food here's boom and it should just be easy, but when you add emotions on top of anything, it's all the emotional things that just change those numbers. Because, yeah. like, one slice of pizza you can eat, cool. Why do I not feel satisfied? My body's not shouldn't be hungry anymore. Right. I should have enough. I know I hit all my macros for today. Why am I still hungry? And I'm not actually hungry. I just want to eat something. Correct. Why do I just want to eat something? What is that? part of me that just wants to keep eating something i find myself when i do work late at night because I, I god I man me too time. at night i want yeah. food yes and i'll sit here i'm just like i need to eat so i want to that's why i drink diet sodas and i'll drink a couple and then like i said those fit crunch bars i just let myself do the fit crunch bars and i'm just like whatever i'll eat one here i'll eat two if i need to and then i feel i feel a little bit better or I'll drink, I'll eat one with a glass of the Carb Master milk. Mm-hmm. And that sends the fill me enough, like it gets, but I, I, I don't know why I can't turn it off. It's, That's what me it too. Like. It's super frustrating. And I think a lot of us have that problem. Um, and I bet a lot of us have that problem where at night we also just want a snack. Yep. And, and, and I don't know, something about eating is satisfying for, I think, most humans. And it's hard to figure out. Why? Why? Why am I hungry? Why do I, am I even hungry? Why do I want food? Like, why do I crave the satisfaction of eating something? But it's, it's like a, a human thing. Man. It, it is. And I think just... too many people put that purely on the psychological and discipline perspective. And while discipline can overcome a lot of things, there are both psychological and chemical components to what's going yeah. on. Like your stress goes up from lack of sleep or distress in general. You literally have a hormone that spikes that tells you you're hungry when you're not hungry. Yeah. So How it's a lot of things can fight against you. And, and that's where you are either really, really relying heavily on discipline to overcome that. Knowledge helps when you know like, oh, shit, my body's fucking with me right now. I know I'm not really hungry. Let's figure this yeah. out. Yeah. I feel and, like and part of it, too, is not hanging on the why. Part of it is figuring out the what, like, what is it that I really want? What is it? Do yeah. I really want this? And how can I get that satisfied? And get so instead of just being, why am I like this? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us get stuck in the oh, why. For sure, we do, yeah. And yeah. you get stuck and you're like, why is this? And you get, you beat your crap out of yourself oh, because yeah. you're like, why? Like, instead of just hanging on the why, figuring out how do I. F- I mean, I'm just a fixer, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just that guy who, like, wants to fix it. I solve it. So <clears throat> what is it really that I want? 
and that's why for me, I'm like, I just want to eat junk. Right. And how do you address that craving in so a good way? How do I, right. ju- or a better way? A better and, way it, yeah. and it's even fast forwarding. One of my best attacks for when I just want to eat junk, I know I'm, how I'm going to feel afterwards. And while that's often mm. not relevant in that the moment, moment yeah. the, the more you can literally visualize and feel like the stomach aches and the lower energy and knowing that it's going to snowball Me, into eating more. I'm going to bed. I'm like, my stomach hurts because I ate a bunch of crap. Correct. <laughs> why? And then, that, yeah, and you, from the you, why. yeah, and you reach back also, and you, you are a, looking here's for Here's a why question. How come some people have a big sweet tooth and some people don't? Like Aaron, he doesn't really have a big sweet tooth. Me? And towards certain All the things, sweets. I feel yeah. like it's it's kind of a nature versus nurture kind of thing. I feel like I, for me personally, I lean towards a lot of sweets when I was younger. I had a lot of sweets when I was younger, so now I've, I've kept that. There, and I, I've never actually done a deep dive on that, so I, I'm not going to speak curious. heavily into it science wise. Yeah. But if you didn't really get a lot of baked goods, or or people didn't, the parents didn't allow candy in the house, and it was only home cooked meals, I feel like people will probably grow up more. Um, leaning towards home cooked things and and yeah. not so much the junk food. I just yeah, want sweets at night. Man. I just want food. It's, it's what we've learned psychologically as as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but I've also noticed sweets. that like, I'll eat. I have huge sweet tooth. Oh, me too. Sweet, sweet, sweet. For I'll me. eat anything really though. Like real, like. Aaron's like, are you hungry? What do you want? I'm like, you know what? I want pizza. But if you make chicken and broccoli and you put it in front of me, I'll eat that. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I love that honesty. It is easy that if somebody if somebody else is making the food, it is hard. Like I'm usually the one who cooks and yeah. stuff, so it is harder mm-hmm. because uh, if somebody else just made food and it was right in front of me, I'd be like, cool, I'll eat this. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm that's why it was easy as a kid for me to eat well because my parents the food would... showed up. Right, <laughs> that's what was there, and so we just ate it. <laughs> Although I'll say. Maybe that's also just part of who you are because my kids, we eat pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want, can I have that candy? Can I have this? Yeah. Can I have, and they want, or, or can I have peanut butter and jelly? I'm like, no, you cannot live oh, on yeah, peanut butter PB&J. and jelly. Oh, me yeah, too. But I you haven't had one in ages. You can if you had a protein shake to it. <laughs> 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 so I realized, uh, these are all the things that I've realized through the time. I, with peanut butter and jellies, I used to make them for myself. I used to eat yeah. them a bunch too because I'd be like, oh, I'll make them for the kids. And I'd be like, well, there's protein. And I would slather on Dude. the peanut butter. Ugh. So much peanut butter. And Me looking too. back, I was like, they were like six, 700 calorie Sandwich. peanut butter sandwiches. Easy. Peanut Easily. butter is a devil item because it's, it's so good, dense. but it's so calorie dense. And like to me, it's not worth eating a peanut butter sandwich unless there's like at least a half an inch of peanut butter oh, correct. on that bad And I, I've started eating too. Well, I, I don't. I never have jelly at the house, but I've started making peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Oh, I'll eat two pe- of those a day. I like right a now. peanut butter honey banana. Sandwich. That's what I was just gonna say. My kids oh, like my so my daughter started eating that. She she we read some book and the bear eats honey toast. Mm. So she started wanting honey on yeah. things. And I love that honey. she does peanut butter, it's banana, and honey. honey. That's yeah. the move. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's why um, my peanut butter hack is good. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of, yeah, you want to hear my peanut butter hack? All right. So <laughs> we're going in. We need the song, Mike. I got it. Here, ready? <laughs> Chris's culinary concoctions. <laughs> boop 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 boop. Oh, I forgot the boop boop. <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Thank you, Michael. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I do for my peanut butter is I will take. You don't have to use any real peanut butter, really. You can just yeah. use the peanut butter powder. PB two. PB two. Or That's the one that you typically... There's generics of it, too, Off-brand right? great value. They also value have the Hispanic brand. PB2. Dos? Dos? PB también? And that... I take that and I mix it in with a vanilla yogurt, like a Greek yogurt that's very protein-dense. And it 
it's not the perfect consistency of peanut butter, right? Because peanut butter is like very sticky, sticky, sticky. Damn yeah. right. And thick, but it gives you a very satisfying, very peanut buttery flavored thing. And you can get that fat boy peanut butter sandwich I consistency. think adding mm-hmm. in the peanut butter, though, makes a big difference. I do, too. I, so I usually put like a so tablespoon. It, I was going to say, so do exactly what your recipe is. All right, let is. me let pull my recipe What your actual up. recipe is. And I, I like to actually microwave peanut butter. To wow. like, you can pour it in nice and easy. It mixes really, really well. Because oh. I used to do that with the casein protein to make um, my protein pudding. Yeah. I would microwave the, I would put the, the pudding that I made on the scale, microwave the peanut butter, and then drizzle in the exact amount <laughs> that I wanted, and then just mix up. Yeah, it was killer. So I use. I wouldn't do that for this, though, because you're putting it in with the yogurt. Yeah, with the yogurt. And then it's going to be hot. You're not putting like in enough, I don't think, to really. I don't know. I like my yeah. my the coldness of it, but I guess it doesn't matter because peanut butter is generally like not in the fridge. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, I use 170 grams of I use the vanilla the triple zero oikos. I like the one. triple zero. Yeah. So that hits you with 17 grams of protein, and then I would do 16 ish grams of the powdered peanut butter, which is seven grams of protein, and then I do one. It's like one tablespoon. I have 16 grams here, so I don't really know how many tablespoons of peanut butter that is. That's one. Is it? Okay. Yeah, 32 and that's, to 36 and that's is usually four grams that. of protein, so you end up with 270 calories and 27 grams of protein. Nice. That's, and it's peanut butter flavored. And it's peanut butter flavored. And it tastes and like I peanut butter. It, you know, I didn't believe it. I really didn't. Um, Becky uses it a lot. She yeah. makes peanut butter and, and jelly and sandwiches with, with that. It. Yeah. You can use low-calorie bread, and then you just use, you know, there's even jelly. Like, there's, instead of getting jelly jelly, you can get, like, the sugar-free jelly alternatives mm. that I think are just as good, really. Yeah. Ish. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's sometimes that's all you need is the ish. Is you the honestly, ish. You, yeah. you grow accustomed to it, too. But why should I grow accustomed to all these alternatives? And why should I have to work this hard to even find these things? You said to stay away from the why, Mike. Sense the tone here, people. <laughs> yeah, okay? it's sarcasm. Because it's a way <laughs> to chase down your goals and still enjoy yourself in the process. And again, yeah. I want to highlight overall, and we can close with this, Yeah, is that Dieting down is temporary. And the more you find these tips and tricks to keep yourself disciplined and on path, the sooner you go to maintenance and can enjoy your life. And when you look back on that one year that it took you to really get in a healthy spot, are you going to really be for the next 10, 20, 30 years like, fuck, I can't, I wish I hadn't sacrificed that whole year. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. If you're large enough, like I was, that you're losing weight, that it. I feel looking back at it like it's such a jerk to say it, but it wasn't miserable. Maybe a big part of that is because I was so like the emotional side was not as big for me because you took care of all that stuff that I didn't get emotionally attached to a lot of that stuff. So if you really have struggled and you need to get to that place, find a coach, reach out to Mike, reach out to somebody who's a quality coach and having somebody to guide you and help you out is huge. It's it's an investment in yourself. And while yes. most of those investments, you, you get what you pay for. It's not going to be cheap. No, but again, not. you're not going to look back in that three, six months, a year from that point that you've invested in yourself. Yeah, and it's been not like, so expensive that you're going to end up being someone who's lost a lot of weight and be like, that wasn't worth the money. Yeah, it's worth the I money. I guarantee money. <laughs> it's worth the money. <laughs> yeah. People will invest more in their car payment <laughs> right? and something that they're going to get People rid of at some point. People will buy a handbag like, that costs more than you're going to spend in a year with a coach. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, your body is your vehicle and you have it for life. If you're not willing to invest at least as much as you invest in your fucking car, yeah. you're, in, you're not ready. You're just not ready. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was worth it. I mean, I do not regret it at all. I'm such better place for it. Uh, the peanut butter, I just want to touch on that peanut butter thing yeah, one yeah. more time. It makes a lot. It does, yeah. So, so usually I have enough for a sandwich, and then I, then I still have some left over. Yeah, Becky so puts I get it in the to fridge eat. and then has it later. Yeah. She, she And she accounts for all of it at once. Yep. And then this has happened numerous times where after she's made it, she has it sitting in the fridge, and then she comes back and goes, oh, that peanut butter is in there. Isn't that exciting? And this is free it calories. It is free calories. Yeah. she already accounted for it in yeah. the day. That's enough calories, though. So, maybe I'll sprinkle in some chocolate chips. I was going to say yeah. that. So sometimes Woo. I'll do that. I'll yep. save the rest, and then I'll sprinkle in some chocolate chips. Yep. Mm-hmm. So good. I found this. So I, like-minded people. I, I like cereal. You. Sometimes I put cereal in my yogurt. You know they have nice. Snickers Shaker. Have I told you this? I saw this, dude. Sam's has Twix. They got Snickers. They got Cinnamon Toast it's Crunch. A shaker. And so like two teaspoons of it is like 15 calories. So I just shake a little bit on there. I don't even count. Yeah, that's like two 15. teaspoons is a lot. I don't even need that yeah, much. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't even use that much. So I don't even count calories right. when I use it. And I'll get like ice cream or something. And that like, because the add Snickers and chocolate just yeah. add so many calories. Put a little bit of that on it and it tastes like a Snickers or it tastes, it tastes better. Yeah. It adds a little bit of something, a little pizzazz. And you don't really add a lot of c- calories. I feel like that's basically on the same realm of like dipping the in the fork in the sauce before you grab mm-hmm, the bite. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. the same idea. You get the flavor without all of the caloric density of an actual Snickers. Yeah. That yeah. is correct. So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, try the peanut butter. It is really good. I like it. I just don't like putting it together, and it, so I don't <laughs> ever do it. Um, but it, I do enjoy it. It is really good. It does help with the peanut butter flavor. Like, I'm Gravy. always worried you, about if that. If you're yeah. drawn towards peanut butter, it, Just it does help. Just PB2 in general. Yeah. That, that powdered peanut mm-hmm. butter, don't knock peanut powdered peanut butter. I've used it in uh, shakes, and that's really helped what yeah, I do. Yeah, it packs a good peanut butter flavor, man. Yes. It, yeah. it works. Big time. And it's scratch. And you know what? I, if you're a person who misses peanut butter sandwiches, you will appreciate this hack. Yes, big time. So, guys, we love you. Thank you very much. Um, I know we haven't don't really mention this, but if uh, you're listening and you want to feel like hitting that subscribe button, feel free to hit the subscribe button, like us on our social medias. Yeah, that follow helps us, us on out. Facebook. We've got a, a fun little group chat going on the Facebook. And yeah, we're in there chatting with uh, some peeps about some things. And uh, you won't even know what those things are until you go check it out. That's true. You don't. Science. Science. Until next week. Bye. Please decide.